Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. everyone welcome back to that's my Ernie podcast i know i say this every single freaking time but i am beyond excited for my guest today uh deanne riendo who has become such uh, a dear friend um absolute mentor she's like most incredible soul sister someone you definitely want to be working with so um before I bring her on, I want to share a little bit about Deanne. So Deanne Riendo is a thought leader in spiritual and business development whose mission is to elevate how we think and live. Experiencing a life of chronic illness and two near-death experiences, Deanne rebounded with 20 years of health education and a diverse health career. She is known as the modern-day Willy Wonka for giving away her company, Your Holistic Earth, which is the first holistic healthcare system of its kind. She is currently the owner of Rose Hope International in which she helps those who are seeking more joy, love, freedom, and a deeper meaning in life using your soul's library, also known as the Akashic Records. She has spoken at Harvard University, appeared on Shaw TV, Global Television, and CTV, and has been recognized as a visionary and business leader having been nominated for numerous awards, including Alberta Business of Distinction. Along with being an entrepreneur, Deanne is a mom of two bright kids, publisher, popular speaker, and international best-selling author who uses her heart and her head to guide others to create their best life. So let's go uh, talk with Deanne and hear all about the power of the Akashic Records and the divine ironies that brought her and I together. Hi, Deanne. Thank you so much for joining me again on That's Myrony because you were, you and Jenny were my guests uh, earlier. Well, geez, that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I think this is, is this the third one or did we do, I feel like, I feel like this is the third. No, this is only your second one because oh, we yeah. never got oh. a chance to... We never got a chance to just hear your story because the one, and I should have pulled this up before and I'm going to look at it really quickly, but um, your incredible story about how you gave, how you were guided to give your holistic earth. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. And so we're going to, we're going to talk about that in just a moment, but you are now a new fellow podcaster with you. I am. Yeah. So lots has changed since then, you know, again, when, you know, when spirit calls us and we listen, it's so amazing the blessings that are bestowed upon us. And I think sometimes we just have such fear and such resistance to really leaning, leaning into that intuition and leaning into that heart space. And, 
you know, as I continue on this beautiful path and continue to get a bit wiser in my older age, <laughs> I find that the, the again, the, the more reminders I have of the importance of that. So giving up uh, your holistic earth, and I don't even like saying I gave it up, gifting it was the best thing. Uh, that I could have done for myself. It was a gift for me too. And what it allowed me to do is lean in into more of that spirit space and to go on a deeper journey into my heart, into my soul. And so that's exactly what I've been doing. And that was, you know, the birth of when spirit calls my podcast uh, came out of that too, because I thought, oh my gosh, you know, spirit's always calling us always. It's just that, again, we are so inundated in this busy saturated world that we live in and and so it's uh being able to choose consciously to take those reprieves to take the silence to take the the moments of slowing down in order for us to move ahead and so that's uh really a big piece of that project oh that's so beautiful i was just looking because it was episode 30 that you and jenny share your incredible story so anybody listening who wants to hear how Deanne was literally guided to gift her extremely successful business away and then what has transpired from that. And also um, to hear Deanne's deeper story of your two near-death experiences, which we're gonna, we're gonna touch a little bit on that, but um, that's on your amazing podcast, When Spirit Calls. Yes. And I think what it was episode two and three that you shared. Yeah, the first couple episodes, I start couple, to share yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, well, first off, I love your podcast. It's amazing. And of course, because you are amazing and we were so divinely brought together, which we're gonna talk a little bit more about that too. But your spiritual gifts, I know it was your first because you've had two near-death experiences, mm -hmm. right? And one where you literally, so we're, we're, um, to just touch base on that, when you were a child, you had a near-death experience, and then yes. it seemed that your gifts almost opened up from that. Yeah. Say? Yeah. So my first near death, I was five and I had a choking accident. Um, and I went completely unresponsive, had an out of body experience, but you know, my five-year-old mind, all I knew was that I knew something more. All I knew was that I had felt peace in wherever I went when I had the out of body. Um, I didn't feel the chaos below. Um, but after that is when mom really noticed my dreams became a lot more lucid. So I started to have like I would be awake and still dreaming, you know, um, and, and very vivid, a lot of traumatizing dreams too. I had a lot of battles in my dreams. I was always fighting witches and devils and denizens, like little creatures with red eyes. You know, I had this constant turmoil and trust me, my, I came from a, a Catholic home. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch scary stuff. I didn't even have that stuff registered in my mind because I had never seen any of it. So it came from somewhere. And, and so I, I was definitely kind of thrown into this um, precognitive psychic um, experience as a young child, but didn't know what to do with that. And, and I always felt, felt safe with my mom. I had a, a really incredible upbringing with loving parents, and I still have a great relationship with my mom and dad to this day. Uh, but I don't think mom quite knew what to do with me. And so I stuffed all that away. And, you know, regardless of 
of stuffing it away, I still chose to uh, go on the path of healthcare, became EMT firefighter because I wanted to save lives like my dad had saved mine. So that was inspiration for me. Um, but I, I felt very out of place and very confused for much of my teenage um, years and young adulthood. And then I had my second near death in, in my mid 20s, mid to late 20s. Uh, and that one was the game changer. That was the experience where I actually visually got to be with angels. I got to see angels. I got to feel them. They communicated with me. Um, very different than what we would expect the angels to be like, by the way, they were beautiful colors of light. They were light energies and the, how they communicated was frequency. I, they didn't speak to me, but I understood their language very clearly in that time. But I remember the euphoria of that experience so clearly because it was so lucid for me. It was so tangible and it was so real um, that when I came back, I, I almost had a little bit of struggle coming back because I was like, oh, I don't want to be here in this human form. Like this human world is so shitty. Why would I want to stay here? <laughs> so I had this elated. It was almost like a drug. Yeah, it was almost like a drug. And um, in, in a good way, of course, it led me down the spiritual path. Um, but in some ways, I, I struggled even more to be in my human form. And so then that led me down a path of deep despair, but discovery as well. And so the next five years was really about, okay, what is my meaning in my life, you know, and searching for that meaning. Cause I'm like, okay, this was so powerful. I need to have meaning in my life. And then I got lost in what that looked like. You know, I thought, well, I'll have meaning when I have my children, I'll have meaning when I become a millionaire, I'll have meaning when I do this thing, I'll have meaning when I do this. And I just got really lost in that. And guess what? The meaning was not outside of myself. Right. The meaning was already innately given to me. I had meaning just because, and as we all do, we all have meaning just because. And so um, once I started to put some of those pieces together, then I was like, oh, okay, I can be in this human form and I can have meaning and I can do the things that I need to do without um, suffering through it so much. And so that really shifted things for me there too. And so it was those two near deaths that really led me down this deeper spiritual path of, okay, I, I got to start paying attention here. And just FYI listeners, please do not self-induce a near-death experience. You do not need to have a near-death experience in order to go the path, okay? You can just choose it. Trust me, you can just choose it. <laughs> that, that is very true. Well, it's kind of funny since you know my story and I'm now publicly putting it out there, but I somehow spent 24 hours with God on May 10th, 2015. I had the equivalent of a near-death experience without dying. Yeah. And I have no idea how I got to that frequency, but truthfully, I got to the frequency because I just started trusting this, into this level of intuition and this guidance. And like you said, it was almost like this telepathic way of communication, but you understood yeah. it so, so clearly. Yeah. So if anybody wants to hear that story, it's episode 57 through 59 of my podcast. But, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable how we, when we start paying attention to the myronies and as we know the, the spiritual breadcrumbs, and it really is the smallest crumb at times that can literally be the miracle. And I feel that way of how we connected because it was only, and it, you know, it's really kind of funny when we, when we look at it this way, but I think while well, we met because of Tyson Sharp on, um, yes. Oh goodness. What's his, what's his group called? Oh, shoot. Can't think of his name, but the name right now. Um, 
serving circle. Well, it was serving circle. Yeah. yeah through serving circle. collaboration group. Yeah. And you and Cheryl Brewster were talking at the same time. And, and Cheryl actually was on my podcast. She was one of the first people. Um, and you know, her spiritual, her spiritual gifts, like she, she's incredible. And so, but it was you two. And had you been on the serving circle many times before that? No, I think that so it, might be my very first one. I thought so. Yes. If I remember correctly, that was like my first time there. And Tyson, yeah. you should share. <laughs> so I was guided to be on that call. You were on that for you. And then um, it was actually Annette Parker, um, who is, uh, oh goodness, energy work. We want to talk about an incredible energy worker with her vibe sessions. I did a vibe session and most people are not able to, like, I don't feel much energetically. And she literally had me, like, I gave the world a giant hug with my aura. I have no idea how that happened, (laughs) but it was actually, she did a session with you. And then she's like, you have got to talk with Deanne. And so then we had our conversation. I had no idea what I was going to be getting myself into. I just kept seeing it so funny and and listeners pay attention when you start seeing the same thing over and over again. But Akashic kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And before sharing this part of the story, what, how do you describe the Akashic for those that don't know? So the Akashic, I describe it as your soul's library, uh, that it is the energetic imprint of everything that's happened from the beginning of time. And so we know that that's beginning of time is so infinite. <laughs> and so, right. It's so expansive and infinite. We can't even wrap our heads around it. We think there has to be a beginning and an end, but there really is no beginning or end, but nonetheless, there is an energetic imprint of everything that is experienced. And so we can access this information. It doesn't go away. The truth of the matter is that the cash, we talk about it being some place we go to like the library of our of our souls right but really it is a dimension of consciousness so it's actually not a space or place it is a dimension of consciousness if you will and so we oftentimes as well describe it as being kind of out there in the ether if you will but in fact the akashic is imprinted within us (laughs) so it exists within us and so you know our understanding was that the akashic was outside of us but it's not we all have that record within us. And so what we do when we experience the Akashic records and some people already are experiencing them, they can tap into that frequency, that consciousness within themselves so they can access that information. Um, But nonetheless, uh, you know, the teachings are that we go through a bit of a process and tapping into that information. And it's so brilliant. It's so beautiful. When we access that information, when we when we allow ourselves to tune into that frequency, something really beautiful happens. And so we know that we love to call them soul massages as well, because there's something that happens energetically when we tune into that frequency. And so the Akash is, you know, we can also call it, you know, God's, God's, you know, um, records, um, you know, it's that closest place that we can access to get to God. And so it is kind of that direct line and we can utilize angels and um, beautiful spirit guides within the space of the Kashuk records. But I consider it kind of a meeting ground for all of us to be able to receive from our, you know, human standpoint and perspective, but the divine information that comes through is so beautiful and so loving. So it is a space of unconditional love 
And, um, you know, uh, you know, Edgar Casey was the originator of, of the, you know, finding this space or understanding this space. And there's still so much um, wisdom that we don't have around it. So we're still learning in the process. Uh, but it is a beautiful invitation to explore the space of the Akash. Oh, wow. That's such a beautiful way of describing it. And so it was so interesting because we were supposed to do my session um, later in September of 2020. Mm-hmm. And right at the time I had just, um, you, you got a cancellation and I had just been given some money, a good amount of money. I didn't have this money before. So I'm just listeners hear how unbelievably divinely connected we were, but also taking chances. And so I was dealing with major financial problems. You, you, you knew all, you later knew all about them, but this was, this was such a, a leap of faith that I took because we did this session and it was amazing. I have mediumship abilities, but my parents came through and they gave the very, very direct message, Alicia, you need to do more soul work. Now, at this point, I'd spent 24 hours with God. I had the beautiful channeled messages, which you got to experience my modality, just my, my more revised modality just uh, recently. Um, and I'm like, well, what deeper soul work do I need? And then you started. And I was like, oh, and you gave me confirmation on things that I had already known. So it's like, listeners, this is the most powerful thing you can do for your soul is to understand because you may have the answers inside you and just having that extra confirmation just gives that bit of confidence. Well, to share the, 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 the divine irony of this is that I immediately knew I needed to work with you, that you were meant to be my mentor. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did your incredible Akashic program, which we'll be able to talk about in a second. But the confirmation was, but I also told you, I said, we need to work one-on-one. Like I needed to share certain yeah. things and I couldn't do that in a group mm-hmm. setting. And, and the confirmation was it might, your class started on my birthday. So this was September 10th that this happened. It started on September 14th. So literally the following Monday and the end of the first class ended on my dad's birthday of October 5th. You can't create that. (laughs) You cannot make it up. But it was also because without thinking, I just did it, right? Didn't I, I didn't even. No, you just knew that that was the path. And, And, you know, it's so powerful because we all know, we do know. It's just that we have forgotten to trust in that, you know, we've been so conditioned to believe otherwise. And so we get very caught up in the ego trap. You know, the ego aspect of ourselves is very important to everybody. We need the ego aspect of our lives. It keeps us protected. It keeps us away from predators, all those pieces. But over time, the ego mind has lost its way. And so the ego mind wants to interject all the time and say, well, no, that's crazy. You can't do that. Well, you're not smart enough for that. You're not good enough for that or whatever the story is that ego mind has attached to. And so once we can build a deeper relationship with the ego aspect, we can start to put it in its place a little bit. You know, I like to say, thanks ego mind, but I've got this. Every time I hear that negative kind of self-talk come in of like, well, you did this before and it didn't work. Why would it work now? You know, I'll say, okay, thank you, ego mind, but I've got this, you know, and I lean into that trust. And the more I lean into that trust, the more validation I get, 
the more aligned I am with my path and the more beautiful my life becomes. Yeah. And so there's such magic in that, you know, so put the ego mind in check, build relationship with the ego mind, but don't let it rule the roost. I really believe that we're moving into a different frequency now. And that frequency is the one of the heart, the one of our intuition, the one of love. And so that is where we are being invited to lean into. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's where the, the profoundness of the channeled messages that I did not channel it came out. And again, anyone who wants to hear this, where the channel messages came from on a deeper level um, was uh, I share in episode 59 of, of this podcast. Um, also, I'm going to give a shout out. I give it, I also have it on sense of soul, our dear friends, Shanna and Mandy, they can go mm. and listen to that. That came Love out on ladies. Yes. That came out on February 22nd of 20, uh, 2021, which is crazy because 222 was the room number that I had this experience with God. And so again, can't make it up, yeah. um, <laughs> without even trying. But the thing is, is that these messages, they were channeled by another person but I'm the one that I'm gu is guided on what to do with them. And I'm being asked, I'm being guided to share the, the one of exactly what you're talking about, where it would came out on August 20th of, uh, of 2016. So these messages have been in my possession since 2016. We've only met since 2020. Crazy. It's unbelievable, Deanne, in our first session that was recorded, you literally, your every, all the guidance was all prophecy of what's now happening. Mm. Everything that happened in 2020 in our sessions is literally now coming true. Mm. And it's yeah. unbelievable. But the message is one foot leads straight, the other is misguided. Both are necessary and will always be present. Make sure to follow the straight foot because it's the fastest path to your destiny. It's exactly what you're saying. Stay true to your heart and your soul. However, we have to still keep our mind. And I'm being guided to share one more. You didn't, I don't think you got to hear this in your session. This is a short, sweet, beautiful one. But when people are like, God is not of science and God is not of, God is everything. God has, you know, like, where do you think all this beautiful uh, creations could come from? But on a scientific way of looking at it. And so this message that came out on, I believe it was June 29th of, um, of 17, it is the most interesting way of connect, of looking at connecting our brain to our, to, to God. So here it is, it says, awareness is the connection between the cerebral cortex and the body, both which were given mankind by God. It is this link that when functioning at a higher capacity, brings awareness of what the body is telling the brain. The connection between the two provides understanding of their entwined relationship and the action required. Understanding the physical form and its needs is divinity given by God to the brain to command and inhabit the physical form. Feeling the physical form and answering its needs is essential to spiritually progress awareness. When the brain knows and relates to its physical form, awareness is born. This is so perfect because it's so true. You know, we can't neglect the mind. We can't neglect the physical body. It is everything works together. Yeah. And this divine vessel that we have in our physical space 
is a requirement. Just that awareness is ego mind. We need that ego mind. Like I said, it's about building relationship to these aspects of our being. And so when we can start to see how they work in such beautiful synergy together, (laughs) and we can see the value of each of them, it changes the game. I spent a lot of my life feeling like my physical body was a burden to be cared for. And I think there's a lot of people out there feeling the same way. Oh, I got to I got to lose some weight and I can't do this because my hips sore. And I, you know, and so we look at our bodies as these physical torture devices that are slowing us down and not allowing us to do all the things, but in fact they are, it is the thing allowing us to do the things, you know, that physical vessel is a, is a direct reflection of our soul. And so when we start to look at this, we begin to see relationship to all things and the quality of the relationship you have with others, the quality of relationship with you have that you have with things outside of yourself is a direct reflection of the quality of the relationship you have with yourself. And so when we can begin to nurture these relationships within ourselves, and I have a relationship with my ego, I have a relationship with my stomach, I have a relationship with my toe, I have a relationship with all aspects of my being. And that is a requirement. And the more I deepen that relationship with myself, the more beautiful and divine my relationships show up outside of myself. And so reminding us again that we are these vessels And we require all components in order for us to be able to live this beautiful, fulfilled life. Oh, that's so, that's so beautiful. And it is true. It's, it's about finding that balance. Everything is about this balance. Even I think that balance of the physical and our spiritual, when it's in balance is where we're able to connect to that divinity in our humanness. Yes. And, yeah, absolutely. and, but when we're out of balance, cause I know there was that one um, message in your session that we talked about selfishness and selflessness, how selflessness is basically the equivalent of selfishness because it's out of balance. Anytime we have these extremes and it's like, no, so we can look at that with anything with duality and just know the closer we get to that balance is where we want to be in our, in yeah. our existence. And that also allows us to have that balance of, you know, we, we have um, compassion and judgment are the extremes, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it gets in the middle, we, we have to be able to see both sides of every coin. Yeah, I think there's this energy, you know, again, we, we do live in a dualistic world, right? Good, bad, you know, <laughs> happy, sad. It's just part of our human experience. And I think that there's an opportunity as we come into this awakening to recognize things as more of neutral. And so I've been trying to come at it from that awareness of neutrality. When something happens, it's not good or bad. It's just what it is. And what can I now take from this experience that's going to help me, that's going to give me some leverage in my life. And so Um, you know, it's kind of shifting the perspective and I'm not saying, you know, I don't celebrate, you know, when I have my wins, of course, I still allow myself to do that, but it's more about not getting sucked into the undercurrent. And I've been witnessing a lot of people who 
are moving into higher states of consciousness and that's feeling so good, but then they have to come back into their more human self and that's feeling so bad. So when we were just slowly moving into this awakening, I kind of compare it. Like I would show people like a little zigzag, like we're just kind of back and forth into the ether, into higher consciousness, and then back into our three-dimensional consciousness. And it was like, okay, well, this is interesting. I'm not sure about this, but now that zigzag is becoming a much bigger stretch. So people, when they're going into the higher consciousness or they're shifting, they're shifting a lot more. And so then they're feeling even more uncomfortable in this three-dimensional space. And so this is something that I'm seeing happening a lot out there. And I just want to remind people that part of our work is finding that flow between all of the spaces. It's honoring each of the spaces for what they are and not allowing ourselves to get stuck in the old patterns or old thinking that goes along with that level of consciousness, what that 3D, 4D, 5D, again, whatever you're referencing. And so, and so, yeah, you know, when we start to rebuild and recognize our, our three-dimensional self as, as the divine vessels, then we begin to see, ah, okay. I recognize this is a space I might not be comfortable in it, but it's showing me something and it's teaching me something. And I just, you know, just got to lean into it a little bit. It makes it a bit easier. It's like a little bit more palatable. And I think that's important for people to hear because so many people are struggling in, in knowing that they're moving into these other states of consciousness, wanting to stay in space, you know, play in that space, but feeling like they got to come back and do the things and then feeling yicky about it. So we've got to change a little bit of our, again, our perspective and look at it through a different lens so that we can really honor those three-dimensional spaces and look at them from that leveraging place of like, okay, there's so much gift in this experience, even though it feels different and it doesn't feel as like, you know, wonderful and glorious as these other states of frequency that I now am aware of. I'm still going to embrace it and I'm going to love it even more because I know it's what gets me to those other frequencies. Well, it's interesting. Of course, you know how this works. I'm being guided to share and it's actually in connection to exactly what you just said. And it it was actually a meditation um, that uh, Allie, who's the one who channeled this, was the one that saw this that God showed her. And it was on November 17th of 16. It says, we are in spirit form with God. We are conscious awareness, aware of God and each other but lack physical form. We experience exhilarating joy and unabashed love and devotion to God and revel in his glory. However, I feel a void because we are without human form to physically connect with each other. God tells me this void is why he created human bodies for our spirits. God wanted us to experience the beauty of physical touch. He wanted us to experience the incredible bond of embracing another spirit. God also wanted our spirit forms to physically feel the amazing love he has for each of us. It feels so strange to be surrounded by our eternal spirit family and yet unable to look lovingly into their eyes and give them a hug. I begin to understand the purpose of our human bodies and the importance physical form plays in conveying love, understanding, and forgiveness. Mm, How beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like exactly what you said. I mean, it's actually such a level of divinity to recognize that connection. Yeah. It's part of our learning here is to learn to embrace our humanness, right? To learn to, 
to immerse ourselves in that experience, you know? And I think that it is an infinite path of discovery. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, well, when I achieve that dream, then I'll be fulfilled. You know, a lot of that, again, seeking outside of ourselves. Uh, the dream is the journey, you guys. <laughs> and, and, you know, when we get to a certain point, remember, there's just going to be another dream to add on to keep journeying. We don't, it's, it's infinite. Um, but so many people, I think we get stuck on needing to have this end game. You know, like, what's the end game? Well, what if there isn't one? Well, if, and that. Right? Geez, I got one more message. Okay, you're like hitting everyone and it's almost like God's like, here, I want to give you because these came out so long ago. And the thing is, is that there's proof of it that came out. So this isn't like just, oh yeah, we planned any of this. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> we, the divine design that of our interweaving, but I'm, that this is really, really, really powerful. It says, what we are now is the result of many previous lives. Lessons learned or disregarded and ignored, all culminating in the conceptualization of the present person. Life is a continuous flow of experiences, an ebb and tide following the natural order of our lessons. Time is only the human definition of a continuation and evolution of the soul. Why does time pass so slowly when you're young? and yet flies when you get old. Time as we define it doesn't really exist. Our perception simply evolves within different continuums, our souls experiencing different directions, suppositions and choices, all happening simultaneously. It would be so much easier if life was clearly defined, a beginning and an end. Life has no beginning and no end. It simply evolves like bacteria, growing, changing and evolving in its habitat. Consciousness is progressive evolution. We begin life when awareness is awakened. The span of time is unimportant. What follows awareness is the realization that we are alive and function within the confines of our own previously learned lessons and limited awareness. Mm, so brilliant. Yeah. And that's all, truthfully, Deanne, that's all you and I are here in this space is just to help bring this more beautiful awareness that for some reason, we were given the gift to see the other side mm. of, you know, when you had your near death experience, I feel like what I experienced was like the equivalent of what the Celestine prophecy was mm -hmm. that I somehow was living in such a space of just doing things so automatically. And from my, my soul that it, it did raise my frequency that, that I was able to almost see heaven on earth, yeah. that not everyone else could be part of and i feel that's what happens with these near-death experiences you you get this glimpse because it's when it hits you there's nothing that can change it it's this knowing you're like i did not make that up and then when you hear all these other people having their own experiences it's like we're not making this up we're not crazy we're just allowing our awareness to break a box that so many have put spirituality, put God, you know, anything in. And we're just here like, no, there's something so much more. And even then we don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Even then we don't even know. We just know that there's so much more. The more I know, the more I realize I don't know, <laughs> you know, and, and that's so true. It, it's, it's hard to witness people who are extraordinarily gifted. And I, I see it a lot now, especially with a lot of the crystal children coming in 
coming through. Um, I've got two little children myself. And, and what we've had a tendency to do is, again, label and, and put the very gifted people inside boxes and say that there's something wrong with them. And we've been doing this for centuries. Uh, and it's really, um, I think it's time to change that. Well, I know it's time to change that. And I know the change is coming. And it begins with us as parents. It begins with us as um, in, inspirational uh, mentors to, to really start shifting that perspective and recognizing the value in each and every one of us. And I know for myself, you know, I was put in, I, I've been put in many boxes and not because somebody chose to put me in a box, but, you know, I chose to put myself in the box of like, oh, I, well, I should do this. I should get married and I should have kids and I should do all these things thinking that that was what I was supposed to do. And, and many of us do that, you know, we think, okay, well, I go to school, I have a family, I get a career, I, whatever that process is for you. And it's so not like that at all. In fact, this world is so expansive. And when we allow our children and we allow each other, we give each other permission to be fully who they are, to be fully who they are, to, that for them to walk their path of truth, you know, that's where the magic really, really begins when we allow and give each other permission for us to walk our truth. And I just think there would be so much less addiction. There would be so much less suffering, mental illness, if we just would let each other live our own truth. And people who are very empathic, which you and I both are, and most of your listeners are, means we're very sensitive to energy. People who are very empathic are also very addictive. And so there's a whole lot of gifted people out there that are, are uh, stuck in that experience because they feel so uncomfortable in their humanness because they've been made to feel uncomfortable in their humanness. They've been made to believe there's something wrong with them. There's something not worthy within them. There's something amiss when really everything is so right with them. And if we could just embrace and hold space for them, oh my gosh, this world, this world would be so, so different. So that's one of the pieces that I'm on a little bit of a mission around is how do I allow my children to be expansive? You know, my, my daughter was diagnosed with autism. She's a highly sensitive person, but she's incredibly gifted. She's brilliant. And I know she's going to do brilliant things. She already is doing brilliant things. Uh, but again, we can get caught up in the, okay, let's put her on medication. Let's do all these other things that are going to take her out of that sacredness of who she is. Right. Gonna, you know, I don't want her to think ever that there is something wrong with her, but I want her to know that there's everything right with her. But if we can, if we can teach at a young age, how our souls choose everything in our existence. Yes. everybody chooses everything and that is the beauty of what um you know dr brian weiss's books you know he he, he was an agnostic psychiatrist who risked his entire career because the spiritual door opened that he had no idea that connected him to understanding past life regression therapy but if people could really truly wrap that concept that they're like no you're not a victim of anything in your life you somehow chose all of it and so you're, and, and it's in the book through time into healing. And 
spoiler alert, it says how our children choose us as parents, you know, they choose to choose it all, choose everything. So, you know, when we can, if we can ever get to that point, that is when I think we reach that point of compassion and judgment. It becomes balanced because you just understand it. Yeah. It, it's, they're, they're, it's so brilliant because when we recognize how much power we actually have, yeah, then we get to consciously create, then we get to consciously uh, move through this world as co-creators. You know, we have God or creator, again, whatever your belief system is, as, as kind of the, the author of our lives, but we also are co-authors in our lives. Uh-huh. And so when we step into that truth, then we can more significantly manifest all the things that we have a desire to manifest. We can move ourselves into a deeper, deeper space of joy and all the things that are innate within us. So I, you know, I think, I think there's some uh, beautiful, beautiful work that we can do in understanding that yes, life happens for us, not to us. Yeah. And that soul's journey is the most magical one we can embark on. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I say God, because what I was shown was God was the coolest omnipresent energy where he's like, why does everybody think I'm this old fuddy duddy in the sky? I'm the coolest thing ever. So that's how, you know, the wink in the logo, in my logo winky, that's how I represent God is love with an awesome sense of humor. And he's definitely shown his humor with us. And even even in our Akashic sessions, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And when you talk about co-creation, I cannot wait to see what we get to co-create together because I know our pieces together are so powerful because I'm just a messenger of these messages. I didn't create them, but Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable what happens with people when they gain the awareness around the messages. And it's amazing what happens when people understand the Akashic and how deep you can go really surface level or you can go deep. Yeah. And the way you go deep is to gain this deeper awareness of how it all may possibly work in the first place, but it is just allowing it to be, not putting any sort of label on it. So um, the other thing that we're going to be co-creating is our, our book. So. I'm so excited to have you. What is it called? When two people, you, you said it, it's not co because we have our co-authors because it's going to be a compilation book with the co-authors, but, um, co-producer co, I don't know what co-compilers co-compilers. Okay. Compilers. Yeah. Putting it together. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it was actually, if you recall, it was in, it was in my Akashic because you know, I have a crazy story. So I've been writing this memoir. And actually, I'm just putting out what the name of that book's going to be in the future. It's called Please Save Me, How I Discovered My Irony, but also God and not just the universe. Mm. But then it was in my Akashic that you got the message. You, I needed to create a book. I needed to do this co-author, which you have your books, which we'll talk about in just a second. But he, um, it was so crazy because I knew immediately, it's like, oh, Deanne, you got to do it with me. And we thought it was going to come out August 22nd, 2021. It never felt right because it's always been around the number of 22. There's all this energy. And so now it's coming out on August 22nd, 2022. It's going to be called Got uh, Got Myrony, Life is Good, book one. 
I love it. So fun. Yeah. And stories of people's myronies, you know, the synchronicity in motion and how it shows up, you know, it really is when spirit calls, it's the same kind of idea of recognizing that spirit's always calling. And there's all these beautiful experiences that are there for us, for us to just enjoy and embrace and revel in. So I'm super excited about the stories that are going to be shared in that, because I think the more that we share again, these beautiful stories of, 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 you know, myronies happening that I think the more, again, the more awareness we have and the more they show up, the more they show up, the more they show up. Right. Yeah. And so many people experience similar ones. And so that's why my, my goal is to have myrony in everybody's vocab, like selfie and start sharing their myronies in addition to their selfies on social media so that people can connect a different way. So I'm really hoping with this book, this will be an amazing example of bringing so many of them together but you also have your book series with you. Yeah. Did well, you hear all about that. Well, you know, I've been, um, I have self-published uh, several books. Um, I did a book project called Heal, which I um, gifted with the company. Um, but those are beautiful stories of people's healing journeys. Um, and I think that was a really powerful project for me. So they're still doing it with your holistic earth, those heal books, but I've been really called to do my own book. So I have had a download, you guys, it's almost been 10 years, this, this came and I got this entire storyline about this human woman who ended up traveling into another dimension. And the dimension that she travels to first is the angelic realm. And so the first uh, book in the trilogy, so far shown me as a trilogy, it might, there might be an extension, I don't know, but right now it's a trilogy. Um, But the first book is about this woman's, this human experience that she has into this other frequency with the angels and learning in that experience and understanding what's happening on the planet and with the entire universe. And, and so um, it's very much like a storyline, like the Celestine prophecy, where it tells a story, but there's these insights that come. And so uh, that's how the book's being written and it's being worked on right now. And so I've created a like scary goal of having that done for December of this year. So my hope is that it will be ready to hit the shelves for Christmas time this year. So um, yeah, so that's been my passion project. Um, I've been working on it. Like I said, it's almost been 10 years, but uh, I know that now is, is the time to to finish the first book so technically it's like a a fantasy fiction but it's based on my own life experiences my own lucid dreams that I've had um channeled messages like it's it's a divine process I'm telling you um I've had to really surrender to control on this one that's for sure because it's not about me (laughs) oh well you know what's so interesting is the alchemist Paolo Coelho one of my favorites he specifically says that he, he had, he did an interview with Oprah and you can, people can find it. And he says, he's like, I did not write that book. Yeah. I haven't been writing this book either. Exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of the messages, the channel messages. Wait, you know, look at anything with a lot of creativity. And when it's so profound and you're like, no, that's not for me. However, you get to be the, the vessel, the messenger of it. And that's just beautiful. So I cannot wait. I could be talking to you forever and ever and ever. And at some point, definitely going to have you back. But I know you have a kind of a hard stop. So we're going to start. We're going to just wrap this up now. Just I just 
have to say how much I love you, adore you. You are my mentor, my soul sister. Like you are everything to me. So thank oh. you so much for joining me today. But how can everyone connect with you? Thank you, Alicia. I love you too. And, and the feelings are mutual. So I'm so grateful to have you in my life. And thank you listeners for tuning in today. You can absolutely find me at rosehope.ca. From there, you'll be able to find my podcast and all the beautiful courses that I teach and any other kind of pathways to any of my other social media as well. So that's the place, rosehope.ca. Oh, yes. And I am one of the biggest beyond supporter. You want to work with me and you want to experience what the Akashic does. It is the most profound experience you can have besides having probably a near-death experience or you know, <laughs> seriously, it's what we can do on earth and still be part of our humanness. So Absolutely. anyway, uh, thank you so much, Deanne and to the listeners. So I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.